0: And on this week's episode of Everyday Inspirational Podcast, I will be speaking to the lovely Claire Downham, who is a transformational coach and she helps guide stressed out professional women on a unique journey to confidence, clarity and inner peace in every aspect of their lives. She helps them get off that self-development hamster wheel and her inspiration story is all about from outside in to inner peace so welcome Claire to the Everyday Inspirational podcast would you like to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself where you're from and what you do and also what your inspirational story is today
1: hi everyone Uh, my name is Claire Downham and I'm a transformational coach now um and I'm, I'm from Leeds in the heart of West Yorkshire um my story is, starts on the 31st of March 2015, although I suspect it started a little way before that, but we'll kind of go forwards and backwards again, because um, I, I hope it helps you to see where I'm coming from. So on the 31st of March 2015, I walked into my office in a, a large primary school on the edge of Leeds, where I was the head teacher. Uh, I took one look at my computer and just couldn't face it. Um, I couldn't switch it on. I didn't even have the motivation that day to bend down and press the button to start my working day that I'd started every day for the previous 19 years. (laughs) Um, I was, uh, as you can imagine, a little bit upset by that. I just couldn't understand why I just just couldn't bring myself to press that button. Um, I had a lovely office staff who kind of said, I think think maybe you should go to the doctor's class, (laughs) and kind of bundled me off into my car. I don't remember how I got to the doctors in the car without <laughs> having a car crash because I was just in a real state. And I remember sitting in the sit and wait clinic at my doctor's surgery and waiting quite a long time and finally going in and seeing a practice nurse who took me through those lovely questions that you get asked when you have a mental health issue. Um, the, I can't think, one is called PD9 or something, and there's an anxiety one and a, and a stress one, and I was taken through all those questions. Um, I think there weren't many words I got out that weren't absolutely dripping in tears. Um, and at the end of that, the practice nurse told me that I was severely depressed. Um, I guess I'd been through mild and moderate depression on the way, but I literally hadn't noticed that happening. Um, and I guess that's partly because I didn't know anything about depression at the time. I never thought I'd experienced it before. Um, and I had no understanding of what, what that would actually feel like. Um, so I didn't go back to work ever. <laughs> um, I was actually off work, signed off sick for a year, which is, is mind blowing because that, you know, I'd worked from when I was 14, you know, back in the day when you can get a job in a shoe shop on on the high street in Leeds and um, you know from the age of 14 I'd always worked I worked all the way through being a student i would never not worked so that was just but I just didn't have it in me because it turned out that not only was I depressed or diagnosed with depression in actual fact I had adrenal burnout mm-hmm. um, so I had managed to break my adrenal gland folks which is a, <laughs> it's a bit of a challenge <laughs> to say the least but I had been operating in a state of stress for such a long time that my adrenal gland just couldn't pump adrenaline anymore. Um, And that meant that not only was I in a very low mood and very lacking in the ability to do very much, I I physically felt very, very tired and very, um, just, I just had nothing left. I was wrung out completely. So um, fast forward a year, (laughs) Um, a year later, I, on the 1st of April, ironically, um, April Fool everyone, no, it was real, <laughs> I resigned from my, uh, my 20-year career in education, um, while sat on a bus in Leeds bus station, of all places to resign from my 20-year career. Uh, I got a call from my union rep to say that it was today, and the offer on the table would only be there today, and so that was that, I had to make a decision. I had already started thinking about it. I've been off such a long time that I just couldn't see myself it being back then. And I didn't not like my job. I loved my job. I didn't think there was anything wrong with my job. It was quite high pressured, but I did love it. But at that point, I'm so far out of it that I just couldn't. And I couldn't see any light at the end of the tunnel. I still didn't feel very good. I still couldn't see. They kept saying, How long, more long, how much longer will you be off? But of course, if you've got mental illness, you don't know. <laughs> I've never been there before and I didn't have any understanding of how long it would take to get better. So I resigned on the 1st of April and 10 days later, I got an email inviting me to train to be a hypnotherapist. Completely at random. Thank God there was no GDPR because I wouldn't have got it. And this email arrived and I just thought, well, I've always liked helping people. So I'll just go and do this course. So off I went and did the training. Um, and discovered something that I really loved doing, that I, I just loved helping people. Um, and I've been doing that doing hypno- I did hypnotherapy then for well, I'm still doing a little bit of it now for about four years. and um but then, also what happened was... just bear with me while I'm <laughs> Also what happened was <laughs> I, <laughs> I threw myself into self-development like a crazy person, quite frankly. Um, I got this sense that I was not okay in lots of different ways, but a lot was focused around procrastination. So as I started my own business and had to kind of become self-motivating and there was only me and no Ofsted and governors and everybody else hanging over me, um, I started to, to notice that I would set myself goals and targets and then not achieve them (laughs) and not do them and and spend time scrolling or being distracted by email or whatever else we all and Hands up anybody in the room who can say they experienced that. Um, And I spent probably most of the next three years searching for the answer to that. Um, And I would say I was on a self-development hamster wheel and I just couldn't get off because... I would go and receive some kind of therapy or try some tool, try some technique, try some planning strategy or organisational tool or Asana or Trello or whatever else my lovely VA friends used to share with me. And I'd do that for a bit and it wouldn't really be for me. And, and then I'd not do it. And then I wouldn't be doing the things. And and it just went on like that with, with trying things to organise myself, trying things to make myself do things. And it just became... Um, ridiculous really how many different tools and all the time i just i just would get better for a little bit or i'd feel like i was oh i'm on it this week because i've had this hypnotherapy session i've done me it's sorted me and a child out and then it all kind of peter off again and it felt like a real rollercoaster like being on a roller coaster in a hamster wheel which is something we probably shouldn't experience It'd probably make you very sick <laughs> um and then last year um the menopause reared its lovely head into my life so i'll be 50 in february and um definitely had been noticing or prior to that my cycle being a little bit all over the place and um and then just noticing again my motivation this this procrastination coming back and really getting up in my head about that not being okay so and then also last year I started to look at changing how i helped people in order to create a business that that fit the lifestyle that i want to create so both my children are grown up um they kind of keep leaving home and coming back but i'm kind of thinking they're gonna go soon <laughs> bless <laughs> them um and, and me and my phone so we kind of started talking about well you know we're both gonna be 50 next year and um, what what do we want our life to look like and we started talking about freedom and travel my fiance is from zimbabwe via South Africa via Tenerife before he came to the UK so he's he he prefers to be in the sun as a as a lad who's come from Zimbabwe as you can imagine. Um, and neither of us have travelled massively you know round to sort of the Far East and places like that. And we've just started to say what if we could build a lifestyle that meant I could work with people more online, doing more coaching. Something about hypnotherapy, people are not always so keen to do that online. I'm not sure why. Maybe that's a block I've got. But anyway, I don't seem to be able to pull clients in online. I tend to pull them in locally for hypnotherapy. Um, So I started looking more at coaching, did a bit of coaching training. And then just as I signed up for NLP training, um, I had a coaching session with a friend of mine, Peter, um, and it was really I, I went in again with the procrastination thing thinking uh, well there's this coach he's gonna he's gonna kick my butt and make me do things and hold me accountable and he's gonna help me to overcome this procrastination and he did pretty much the opposite so he said to me what if that's okay what if you're making it all up this concept of procrastination and, and now and now one of my teachers Michael Neal who I am um, Listen to and learn with a lot. He often says, "If it doesn't go in a wheelbarrow, if it won't go in a wheelbarrow, it doesn't exist." And we make up these concepts of things that we have to be. So we have to not procrastinate if we're going to be a good business owner. Yeah. Peter kind of just pointed me in a totally different direction, and he said, "Well, what if that's okay? What if you're not procrastinating? What if you're just following your instincts? What if you're following something deeper in you, some intuition, and..." After I'd had that session with him, I just sort of allowed myself to play about, to just do whatever I felt like doing. And just things started to just pop into place, almost as if I wasn't doing it. It was something else other than me that was doing it. And the understanding that that Peter and I now work with is called The Three Principles. And it's the inside-out understanding of how we create our experience of life. And one of the basic premises of that is that we create a 100% of our experience through thought in the moment. That's a a principle of psychology, shall we say. So whereas all those tools and techniques I had tried to fix myself over many years, and I I am sure there are many people listening to this who, who can relate to that concept of continually trying to fix themselves, hadn't worked because much as they may work for some people there is some correlation so as in they do work for some people so you know certain strategies work for certain people there is not like a causation you you can't guarantee that all certain tools are going to work for everybody everybody's going to have a bit of something that works for them and for a lot of people things work for a short time and then they don't work anymore and so people end up trapped and that trap has a number of issues attached to it. One of which is that if you are continually trying to fix yourself with a tool or a technique or a therapy of some description, and you repeatedly keep trying to do that and failing, I'm feeling like you failed. Number one, people do not blame themselves. Sorry, they don't blame the tool or technique, they blame themselves. So people do not go, oh, tapping didn't work for me, tapping's rubbish they go, tapping didn't work for me, I'm rubbish, I've I'm, I'm, failed. This is yet more confirmation. Yeah, so the second thing is it's more confirmation for that individual that they are irreparable, that they are broken, that they cannot be fixed, and thus starts a cycle that reinforces and reinforces. And one of the areas I see this in a lot is anxiety, in, in that people are often told by some well-meaning therapist that they will have anxiety for the rest of their life and they will have to learn to manage it. They will have to learn some tools and techniques and have to carry those around in a rucksack with them all the time on their back, like a metaphorical rucksack. And they'll never be able to not do that. And what a way to go through life that is. And the issue is that those well-meaning counselors and therapists and people, they're working with a misunderstanding of where experience comes from. Like most people are. Um When you realize that it's just a thought, you don't have to think that you are not your thinking it 's something that is passing through you, not part of you, but that all your experience is created through that thought it, it, it just allows you, as you develop an embodied understanding of that it 's like understanding gravity. And therefore knowing not to hold glasses up like this and drop them to the floor. You just work better when you know how you're working. And what that's done for me in terms of my journey to where I am now is, well, it's allowed me to just get off the self-development hamster wheel. So I was a miracle morning girl. I was a gratitude journal, meditation, I exercise, still exercise because I still look after my physical body. Um, i was doing it all every day not not necessarily with a sense of enjoyment because if you love meditating and you absolutely think it's ace then carry on if you love your gratitude journal and it brings you a great deal of pleasure then ca- anything like that carry on if it makes you feel good but if you're doing it with that sense that if you don't you're not going to be okay that's can feel like clinging on to your well-being with your fingernails and it's not true. You will be okay if you don't do those things, as long as you understand where your experience is coming from. So for me, it's allowed me to drop an awful lot of things to do. (laughs) I've got less to do now, which is ace. And I've got so little on my mind that I sometimes can hear a pin drop inside my own head. And I absolutely was not that person. So my mind was like the m25 at rush hour and now it's like well the road outside my house at the start of lockdown which you know is like a main road and we used to like dance across it you know there's no cars this way there's no cars that way it's a bit more like that now is my mind um and that peace is the place from which you can then connect to your own innate wisdom and know moment by moment what what are the right things for you to do for you. And when we are looking outside of us for the answer, we kind of lose that. We lose our own inner guide because when you've got a lot of thinking about what you need to do to be okay, that other people have told you you need to do to be okay, there's a little voice inside us going, I know what's right for you, (laughs) but you can't hear it because you've got all these things you think you should be doing to be okay. And I think where it's taking me now in my business is really away from that hustle energy of, you know, getting up at, I mean, I get up at 5am anyway, but that is just because I'm a a 5am person but you don't have to get up at 5am to be successful. You don't have to do the Miracle Morning to be successful. You don't have to be involved in the hustle to be successful. The, you know, and I know, you know, that that, that now there is definitely this beautiful female energy coming through in business, which is a joy to see. And I think to be fair, some of the men are going, well, what's going on over there? We don't have to hustle and drive and push and shove. To be successful I kind of um, use the, an analogy of where business has gone over the years is, is like like the Greek gods were created by the Greeks when they just didn't know how to stop things happening that they didn't like so the crops were failing so we'll have a god for that and we're not having enough healthy babies so we'll have a god for that and everybody's falling out of love so we'll have a god for that and they create all these gods and then they sacrifice virgins to them in order to make things happen And I feel like we've done that with all these pre apparent prerequisites for how you have to be in business. So you need to be motivated and have drive and determination and hustle and confidence and self-esteem. And all of those things are made up anyway, in our thinking, as I say, if they don't go in a wheelbarrow, as Michael Neal says, then they are not real. And then some gurus have come along and they're like the Greek gods and they've taken those words and said, well, I have motivation, here it is. And I have a package you can buy in order to get more of it. And so we sign up to that and then we sacrifice some of our money and time and energy trying to fix ourselves or trying to get more of that motivation when actually it doesn't really exist. (laughs) Um, Why do we think we need to feel a particular way to do things. And so that links right back into my story where I thought I had to feel a particular way to sort my website out, for example. And I kind of thought I have to have all my ducks in a row and then a beam of light will come down from the sky and touch me on the top of the head. And then this feeling of motivation will flow through my body and then I'll get up and do my website. And I listened to a book by a guy called Amir Karkudi, which is called What the are the principles (laughs) i'll let you insert the appropriate word there and and he kind of said motivation's not a thing it's just something made up in thought why do you think you've got to be a particular way to go do things it's just made up but if you think you've got to have that and you think somebody else can give you it you will be continually seeking it outside of you and on the morning i heard that bit in an audio book i just did the flipping website that I've been putting off for God knows how long (laughs) and it just and it just has it's allowed me to just flow I flow a lot more through my day I kind of get up and do spontaneous lives or spontaneously put a post out or just do what feels right in the moment and that's allowing things to to grow in a really beautiful way and, and just feel like it's me rather than me trying to be somebody else in business. Um, I think I probably in my previous career had a lot of um, imposter syndrome and sense of not being okay. And I'm not going to do that anymore in my business. I, I know I'm okay and I know I'm doing what's right for me and guided by my intuition. So, How I now help people is I I help women to get off that self-development hamster wheel for them to realise that they are okay exactly as they are. There is nothing else to do, but, but learn maybe a little bit about where it's all coming from, that it's coming from our thoughts moment by moment. And that's all. And you are only ever a thought away from being absolutely fine and to help people within the mental health realm to just let go of all those labels because the labels don't help. They just help people to hook into being a particular way, which is not not helpful in the long, in the long run. So, so yeah, so that's my, my little story and, um, and, and how I help people now. So hopefully that's been useful.
0: Thank you so much, what a wonderful story and um, yeah I'm a huge believer that we have everything inside ourselves, you know and that's, sometimes takes people a long time to get there, sometimes it took me 40 years to get there, you know it's not something that we get taught and that's the thing, is that our beliefs are the thing that blocks us and I think as soon as you understand that it's like a light switch so and um, no, I loved your story and definitely resonate with it. I'm sure our listeners will resonate as well. So if there was one piece of advice and I know you've gave quite a lot, but if there was one, just one piece of advice that you could give to our listeners, what would it be?
1: So one thing that I tell a lot of my clients and it's often kind of before they go out of the session, this is what I say to them. I say, your feelings are a guide. Your feelings are never, ever telling you anything about the outside world. They're just telling you that you've got some thinking that's gone out of kilter. So when you feel an unpleasant feeling, know that you've got some unpleasant thoughts and know that there is nothing in those thoughts to tell you of any, that that can't tell you anything of use. Um, Wait till you are quiet and calm. And then make decisions and take action. Never do it when you have that unpleasant feeling because those thoughts are taking you on a merry dance, shall we say, to places you probably don't want to go. So use the feelings as a guide, but not as a guide to change the outside world, as a guide to realise that your inside world has gone a little bit out of sorts. Thank you. What great advice.
0: And so where can our listeners find you?
1: all over the place (laughs) um so yeah linkedin um is a great place to find me obviously just under my name claire downham Mm -hmm. and facebook too i have a fairly open facebook personal profile Mm -hmm. Uh, my business is called unique journey and there's um, a unique journey facebook page and my website is uniquejourney.co.uk. so uh, yeah lots of places oh man i'm just re-establishing youtube as a bit of a place to be as well so all over the place
0: all over so you're all over social media so that's wonderful and also the links will be below as well as podcast and so don't worry if you haven't caught that they will be in the link so you'll be able to find out a little bit more um, about lovely Claire in the links below and I'm sure she'll be looking forward to uh, if you contact her Mm. So, on that note, we'd just like to say thank you, Claire, for joining us on this episode of Everyday Inspirational podcast, and just bye bye to our listeners. Thank you.